Healthcare costs continue to rise, not to mention the possibility of an unexpected medical event. We reveal six ways to protect your retirement nest egg from healthcare costs with guest co-host Chad Parks, founder and CEO of Ubiquity. That and so much more on this edition of Money with Friends. Welcome to the Money with Friends podcast. I am certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, host of the Financial Grown Up podcast, coming to you from another very grown up kitchen in Putnam County, New York. And I am former certified financial planner, Chad Parks, coming to you from my casita in Puerto Rico. Oh, you're making us all so jealous. It's so lovely down there. <laughs> This is the Money News Show that includes commentary on recent headlines and stories with thought leaders from across the financial landscape, like Chad Parks. We break those stories down into what matters to you, our friends, and we leave you with a takeaway to make it your own. This episode of Money with Friends is sponsored by Tiller, your financial life in a spreadsheet automatically updated each day. Go to tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for a free trial and 20% off your first year. And of course, that helps to support the show. So please use our link, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF. Welcome back, Chad. Thanks, Bobby. We had a Good great, to be back. We had a great show on Tuesday talking about the mystery of why the stock market continues to move higher despite the economic pain that we're seeing. Today, we're switching topics. We're going to talk about medical costs, which, of course, are continued to climb higher. And uh, you're in the retirement business with Ubiquity. Uh, you know a lot about this and how much they can impact your uh, retirement funds if the healthcare costs get out of control. Absolutely. Yeah, that, you know, uh, survey after survey, when asking retirees or future re soon-to-be retirees, what is your biggest concern about going into retirement, is the unknown of my health care costs. Even with Medicare, which I know you're going to talk a little bit about, um, it's just that unknown factor. You can plan, you can save, you can know what your rent's going to be, your car payments, you can you know budget your food allowances, you know you can have travel plans, but as we all know, you know, look, this is a perfect example. Something like a pandemic comes along and or, you know, a personal situation comes along. You just can't plan for all that. And sometimes, unfortunately, those economic events can really be very devastating to people. As we are seeing. OK, let's see which one of our friends is going to lead us into the headline. This is Tim with the Faith and Finances podcast. We'll supply the coffee. They'll supply the headlines. That's why I listen to Money with Friends. All right. Six ways to keep healthcare costs from eating up your retirement savings by Aaron Flynn J. at Next Avenue. Many people haven't planned enough for the possibility of an unexpected medical event. When steep medical costs cut into your retirement savings, the results can be staggering and painful. They were for the mother of Bradford Daniel Krieger, chief economist and lead wealth strategist at Total Financial Resource Group in Glendale, California. Krieger's dad was a successful stockbroker who was forced to retire at 51 due to Parkinson's disease. His mom slowly lost everything caring for her husband. If someone had advised his mother on how to solidify her finances during his dad's illness, Krieger said she would have had a very different life. She should have been forced to make some difficult financial decisions that would have changed her immediate situation, but her tragedy could have been easily avoided, Krieger notes. Here are six ways you might be able to prevent steep health costs from endangering your retirement and financial future. So before I get into this, there are six of them. I'll read the first three. Anything you want to mention about that, Bobby? Um, no, I think let's get into them. I think these are, okay. these are interesting things that I hadn't really 
thought through and I'm not retired yet, obviously. Yeah, this is, this is, um, you know, when we talk about financial planning, there are six pillars of financial planning. Um, One of the pillars is insurance, right? But that's a very broad umbrella, which can include, you know, automobile insurance, life insurance, uh, homeowners insurance, and some of these more advanced types of insurance is what we're going to talk about here. So, you know, think about that. Uh, It's not something that's very commonplace. A lot of people wouldn't know it from Adam, you know, walking down the street, so to speak. So, okay, back to the article. Number one. So here we go. Six ways you might be able to prevent steep health costs from endangering your retirement and financial future. Number one, if you're facing rising health care costs, and even if you aren't yet, consult a financial professional to run projections about your savings and future retirement income. James Enriquez, a certified financial planner and financial advisor for Ameriprise in McAllen, Texas, says he has found that many people haven't thought enough about how to prepare for the possibility of an unexpected medical event. After a thorough needs analysis is performed, some folks find there is low likelihood that the unexpected health care event will lessen the amount they pass on to their beneficiaries without impacting their current lifestyles. Others find they will need to adjust their spending in retirement to account for the unexpected expense, he says. Yeah, I think there's Number a mis- Oh, let me just call, mm-hmm. let's just pause there because I think a lot of people believe um, who are not yet retired, there's a misunderstanding. People believe that Medicare is something that will cover everything that happens. When first of all, Medicare number one is for most people not free. There are premiums, there are co-pays, and it's a very complicated system, but it is certainly not free. There's a lot of periods where you have to pay a copay for a certain time, then it covers everything, and then you can even run out of lifetime days um, in the hospital and things like that. It's complicated. So it, it, you should not assume that when you retire and you get Medicare, everything is paid for. For example, Very true. You, you, drugs are not paid for, you know, pharmaceutical drugs, your prescriptions are not necessarily paid for. It depends on what you sign up for. And also dental, eye care, things like that, the way the system is right now. Many people do buy supplemental plans, but it's a complicated process. And it is not something that just covers everything. And many people don't really understand that before they hit 65 or whatever age they first get involved with Medicare. I, you know, that's great context for this because I think a lot of people do assume that there's that silver bullet of Medicare waiting for them at 65. And um, I will admittedly say I am not the expert on Medicare. You know, I know just enough to be dangerous. And I know that you've done some continuing education recently. So I'm glad you're here to help add more color to the story because it is super complicated and it is not as simple as it seems. And that's why private insurance coverage and private planning is really important into this whole long-term focus. Absolutely. Yeah. You're alluding to the fact that, so as, as a certified financial planner, we do do continuing education. And I did recently take a course on Medicare and it was discouraging. I mean, it's, it's definitely better than nothing. A lot of Americans have even, even more uh, lacking plans through whatever um, Obamacare and so on that we have right now, but Medicare is far from perfect and people need to go in with their eyes open as to what it will cover and what it will not. Yeah, and before it's too late, right? So this is kind of the point of the article. So number two is to review your health insurance options if medical issues are expected to continue. The article says if they're expected to continue. I think you ought to plan on also they might, (laughs) expected or unexpected. Okay, if you are employed and anticipate incurring health or prescription drug expenses next year, you may want to switch to a plan requiring smaller out-of-pocket costs, but the premiums will likely be higher. Number three, look into buying a long-term care insurance policy if you're healthy and in your 50s or 60s. It could protect you against enormous costs for home health care 
or care in an assisted living facility or nursing home. Quote, if you aren't protected with a long-term care policy before you get sick, the cost to get one after when the insurer will perceive you to be a higher risk is often prohibitively expensive, says Matt Carey, co-founder and CEO of the financial services firm Blueprint Income. Quote, the younger and healthier you buy a policy, the lower the premium for the same amount of coverage. But, he adds, underpricing has led many long-term care insurers to exit from the business or to raise rates for existing and new customers. Yes, long-term care insurance, which, by the way, um, I do have, my husband and I do have this. Um, you have to be very careful. It can be, it has um, kind of, in the in the in history, there's been some problems. I think the industry has gotten a lot better. Um, but you do have to make sure that you buy it from a reputable firm that you believe will um, yeah. charge the right amount because if they're undercharging you, that's not going to be good long-term and that you have confidence in the company. So it, it's a little bit tricky. And it's important, again, to understand the limitations of Medicare and what it will cover and what it will not because it will generally, um, and there's a lot of nuances, but it generally won't cover what we refer to as long-term care. It will cover some right. skilled nursing care depending on whether you meet certain criteria. But long-term care is something that for most people in the context we're talking about right now, it will not be covered. So complicated. All right, let's get to number four. Consider buying a lifetime income annuity. And I see we already have some comments on this in our Facebook live group where our audience is, is uh, watching us tape this. The potential for medical costs to spike is a good reason to consider buying one of these with a portion of your retirement funds, not all of your retirement money. Carrie says retirees should keep about 70% of their savings accessible. With a lifetime income annuity... You get the insurance company. You give the insurance company a lump sum, and are then guaranteed predetermined payments for the rest of your life. "Quote: Annuities are a great way to provide steady, lifelong income for things like housing, food, and transportation in general. However, because healthcare costs are quite variable, you'll want to keep money accessible for healthcare quote shocks that may come with an illness or procedure that involves a sizable out-of-pocket expense." Carrie advises. And um, I don't know, do we want to, let's take Kevin's, Kevin had a comment sure. here. And so why don't we mm -hmm. just take that quickly? You want to grab that? Yes. So Kevin says not to jump the gun. Um, but what are your thoughts on buying an immediate annuity as a way to lock in guaranteed income above and beyond Social Security? It could make sense to use part of your retirement portfolio and keep the other part invested in accordance to your risk tolerance. He goes on to say, my folks have gap insurance to cover what Medicare doesn't, mm -hmm. and they have very high medical expenses. And the other comment here is, has there been any discussion about healthcare arbitrage going overseas to tame expensive medical care? I think that's a whole other <laughs> That's off topic. We're not going to go there today, Kevin. I know Annette, Kevin lives outside Annette, of the U.S. right now. And um, Annette says she's moving overseas. But um, to, let's go back to that you know, immediate income annuity question because that's really, yeah. really key. Especially not only as it relates to uh, potential health care costs and the needs there, but this is an important part of a retirement planning and retirement saving strategy. And I'm a big proponent of planning a certain amount of years that you know you will have your own nest egg available to you, be it a pension, Social Security, and your own nest egg, which you either draw down or you're earning income off of, and supplementing that with what I would call a deferred income annuity. So it's a little different than what Kevin's asking. He's asking about an immediate income annuity. Um, there's, you know, it's such a personal subjective thing. It could be good for one person and not good for another. So it, I can't just give a blanket statement. But the strategy I like to look at is the deferred income annuity, because when you're planning for retirement, say I'm going to hit age 65, I'm going to be done. I'm done working. By the way, if you want, Bobby, we should have another conversation 
as this COVID-19 progresses, I've had these thoughts that retirement equals permanent unemployment. And that's something we really need to think about, right? Because if you've, if you've <laughs> a little shocking to the system. Okay, but back to the um, deferred income annuity. So what we see is that if you can plan from age 65 to 80, right, that's a 15-year window, you know with good certainty, you know, what your expenses will be, barring medical expenses, and, you know, mortality, and you might live longer, you might live less, but if you have that deferred income annuity that you did buy in your 50s or 60s, you have that safety net that says, hey, you can live fine and live out your funds till age 80, at which point there will be a steady income stream coming in because you took care of that years ago. If you live to less than 80, then the insurance company wins. You know, we don't want to call it a win-lose situation. But if you live past 80 up to 90, that's okay because the insurance company kicks in and pays you that extra 10 years of your living expenses. You know, so I think income annuities are a key part of strategy. They got sort of a bad reputation there for a while because they were a little bit abusive. You know, you paid a lot for a little. And, you know, but these days, if you if you have a good strategist and you're looking at, um, you know, your personal situation, do definitely consider them. Yeah. And, and as it says in the piece, they can be part of a total solution, not necessarily the complete solution, but it does give you a steady, reliable income. So you can maybe take risks with other kinds of other parts of your portfolio. Mm -hmm. uh, let's get to number five. Number five is downsize your home. Enrique says it may make sense for a retired couple with no family nearby to downsize, reducing, and it could be a single person too, by the way, reducing their monthly housing expenses and possibly freeing up some cash from the sale of their home. And I love that idea. I think that there's so many, it's not just the, um, the idea that you free up the cash, but also your everything gets lower. Your taxes will likely get lower. The amount of space you have in a good way will become smaller because maybe if you had a big house, you won't have to maintain a big house with different, mm -hmm. you know, air conditioning zones, different, so many bathrooms, so many, just everything. It just, everything gets easier when it's right size. It's not even about downsizing so much. It's right sizing. What do you think? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, real, real estate and what you're going to do with your real estate is definitely an important part of your retirement strategy, um, not only from an economic and money standpoint and expenses that we're talking about, but also think and as it ties to this article, health related. Um, I'm going through this right now with my mother. Um, I've shared in the past that she's now officially out of money. <laughs> she has Social Security and a pension, but she has a monthly shortfall that I, as the good son, am helping her with. Um, but, you know, we're looking at her housing needs. And one of the other things is just the physical limitations. You know, when we're looking at uh, changing her living situation, we're looking at a home which is ground floor and or has no more than three steps to get up it. Right. There was one that we were looking at that had nine steps. She's like, I don't think I would do that because I might fall. I might hurt myself. You know, so real estate, size of real estate, location physical layout, all that stuff has to be taken into consideration. I mean, it's complicated. We have created and lived complicated financial lives. And, um, you know, so, you know, do sit down, do take the time, do think about these things. And if you don't have the answers, seek them out. You know, there's a lot of good people out there willing and trying to help everybody to just live as best they can, in the, especially in the golden years. And we can see that is advice that Ron has taken to heart. Yeah, Ron says we just downsized our life and home. Went to, went all Marie Kondo. <laughs> Tears were shed. I know the Marie Kondo. It's great. It's a it's a great, great method. A great strategy. Uh, there's a lot of truth to it. I mean, my closet now is very sparse, and I'm extremely happy because of that I walk in there. I don't stress out every day, right? So it has a ripple effect. This thing about decluttering your life, decluttering your mind, having control over your personal finances, 
having enough money set aside that you know that if there is another problem, you'll be okay, even if it's a little while and not forever. There's something really to be said about this whole concept of certainty and planning. And I don't think enough people have had the ability to experience it. And what we've gone through most recently here with this pandemic and the crisis really drives it home. You know, and I'm, I'm going back to that idea, retirement equals permanent unemployment. Do you want to be fretting about income? Do you want to have fear and uncertainty every day for 15, 20 years? I don't think so, right? So yes, if, if your income is going to be what it is, reduce those expenses to, to match and find happiness. And, you know, I know um, Annette in here is going to agree with that, right? Just go with it, figure out what works and definitely plan for the unknown because this is what the topic of the article is. You know, these unexpected healthcare costs could severely impede your ability to have the best laid plans uh, executed. And you were alluding to this comment from Annette here in our Facebook Live audience saying, this is terrifying yeah. to me. My plan is to retire to a different country with lower health care costs. Yeah, I think a lot of people are, are concerned about that. By the way, I believe Medicare, just back to that, does not cover any international medical no. costs. No, <laughs> yeah, so you're giving up on that. <laughs> um, let me just round this out. And I'm curious to hear, Chad, what you have to say about this. I'm a little bit cautious about this one, but it says tap a cash value life insurance policy if you have one. Um, I'm not an expert in, in whole life, but mm. uh, and it says, utilizing possible cash value from a life insurance policy, which may have never been intended to have been used during the policyholder's life, could help address a healthcare concern. I mean, I guess that's where money is. And if you don't have dependents, yeah. you know, you could do it. It's true. I mean, um, and this is me dusting off my studies when in my practice when I was a certified financial planner. You know, uh, I was not an insurance expert, so I knew just enough. But yeah, uh, whole life policies were definitely a part of a long-term strategy. Uh, it, pro it provided with um, a benefit in the event that you needed it soon, right? So that's the death benefit. But it also, due to a lot of tax situations and, and lobbying efforts by the insurance company, created a safe harbor, if you will, for tax-deferred and tax-preferred accumulation. And the idea is that, yeah, you should be able to tap into that reserve of cash built into that policy at a reasonable time for a reasonable amount if that's something that you need to do. And I think that... Um, you know, obviously, there's a lot of complication around it, a lot of triggers, a lot of mistakes you could make in doing so. But yeah, it's, and that now verges into estate planning, right? Which says, okay, you know, do you or don't you have heirs? Are you looking to leave money or not? Is this all for you or some for them? But hey, yeah, I mean, you know, boil it all down to the simplest. If there's money in a bucket and everything else seems to be taken care of, then absolutely, it's a resource for you. Um, you know, it is for the living. <laughs> Not, you know, you can't take it with you, right? So, very well said. All right, hold that thought. We're going to get ready for our takeaways. But first, I do want to thank Tiller. Money with Friends is brought to you by Tiller. Tiller helps you manage your money 10 times faster in a spreadsheet. It's the only service that connects your banks to Google Sheets and Excel with your daily spending, transactions, and balances. Unlike financial apps that force you to compromise, spreadsheets are fully customizable for your needs. Tiller makes them even better with an automatic daily feed of your spending balances and transactions. Tiller eliminates data entry, multiple account logins, and CSV files. You just connect your banks once to see your transactions automatically updated each day. Basically, once it's set up, you don't have to do anything. You go to tiller.com, excuse me, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF for more information. They will give you a free trial. And also, if you use that link, tillerhq.com forward slash MWF, you will get 20% off your first year. And you will also be helping to support Money with Friends. And for that, we thank you. And thank you, Chad, for being here. This oh, is your, you're very welcome. Your takeaway, please, sir. 
Okay, so um, you know, today we talked a lot about some very important but very complicated uh, advanced financial planning. Uh, but at the very baseline, if you boil it down, you know, we're all going to enter a time in our lives when we aren't able to work and our health care will be deteriorating and we need to figure out how we're going to make that work. Right. <laughs> so um, plan today for tomorrow. There are tools. There are things that are affordable today. It's like a bank. They'll loan you money when you don't need it. But when you need it, they're going to tell you no. <laughs> right. So all those types of all those adages come to play. Um, I want to go back to the long-term care in my takeaways here. It is, on the surface, a good solution. And I'm glad you and your husband have it, and I know people in my lives who have it. And the the challenge I want to – just a little red flag caution warning sign. There's a lot of devil in the details of these contracts. Make sure that you really understand it. Take the time to have it reviewed. Um, I have a, a colleague whose father did the same thing, had it in place, You know, thought everything was going to be fine. He relocated from one state to another, and guess what? The coverage and what they would allow, completely different. Different standards, different definitions, the the homes and the facilities he was going to utilize in his new state uh, had a different um, oversight and different rules and different uh, definitions of what this coverage means, and so it caused a little bit of friction and chaos, and he was denied a lot of the coverage that he had been counting on. Uh, Only if he, and if he, and his um, his daughter had to go back to the original state to the insurance commissioner to fight it to say what's happening and they didn't win you know what i mean oh, so wow. not to say that these aren't good policies but that little thing of like i'm going to move from state a to state b could also derail your best laid plans so that's my takeaway plan 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 and read the fine print <laughs> very well that, that's so well said chad and and you make a really good point especially when we talk about downsizing because people often downsize and move uh, maybe out of the country as some of people in our facebook live audience are talking about that idea or certainly to a less expensive state something my husband and i and a lot of our friends have talked about because we are in a very expensive state new york New York State. Um, so that's really, really hits a very important point. My takeaway is really that my favorite suggestions here, um, first of all, getting professional advice, because often they, you may know what they know, but you may not think to focus on something like what you just talked about yeah. with the long-term care insurance. Um, and, and that is, by the way, a big, as I said, a big missing link in Medicare, and it can really destroy your finances. And the truth is that many people stay in homes with high overhead for way too long because of inertia. We're comfortable. We don't want to leave our home. And we we feel like are we moving somewhere to kind of you know let's not be too morbid here but you know it's it's hard yeah. but the truth is it's probably right sizing when your kids leave home to some degree and it's going to pay off in many uh many a night's good sleep in your new home um, to be more right. comfortable there generally sooner rather than later i think people usually stay a little too long in in homes that were meant for a different phase in life so true very yeah. well said yeah Chad, this has been wonderful. You're going to be back in about four weeks for a couple more shows. In the meantime, where can people learn more about you and Ubiquity? So Ubiquity Retirement and Savings, our website is myubiquity, which is spelled M-Y-U-B-I-Q-U-I-T-Y.com. Go there, check us out. Um, All of our social handles are there. We have some subtle differences between them, so it's easier just to follow us on a link there. Um, We are very active on social. We are very... uh, very informative. We like to have a good attitude about things. A lot of the things, especially today's episode that we talked about, 
you know, are painful and difficult and challenging. And so what we try to do is, you know, make it more personable, make it real and, and support you um, through that process. Um, you know, one of the old adages we have in our company is we take what we do very seriously, but we don't take ourselves seriously. So yeah. it's sort of a you know, it's, a, it's a fun way to be in an industry which could really get you down. <laughs> well, one of the reasons that we love having you here is that we can tackle these really difficult topics, but you do it with a sense of humor and an optimistic tone. And I think that really uh, makes it very special. So thank you for joining us. Everyone can oh, learn more about Chad and our other thought leaders on our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. And please also follow us on our social handles on both Instagram and Twitter. It's at Pod. And uh, you can also participate in our surveys. Oh, my goodness. You know what, Chad? I forgot to do our surveys today. Um, you know, we're oh in a great gosh. format. I'm going to just ask you really quickly, because um, we did ask people about whether they had, I will bring it up super quickly. Um, we asked people whether they had um, either income annuity or long-term care insurance. What do you think they said? As we say goodbye. Ooh. Uh, no. <laughs> yep, you got it. All right, most of you guys don't. So that's kind of our final word here. On that note, thank you everyone for joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, Joe is going to be here with George Kirchia from Joust, and uh, that's also going to be a great show. So thanks for being with us, Chad. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks, everybody, for the great comments, uh, and thanks for the opportunity to share some of my knowledge. I really appreciate it. And have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, This show is created and hosted by Joe Salcihai and Bobby Rebel, and is a joint venture of BRK Media LLC and Stacking Benjamins LLC, copyright 2020. Ryan Sini and Nicole Thornhill from Pro Podcast Solutions engineered this show, and Ashley Wall is the producer. For a list of the thought leaders who appear on the podcast, head to our website, moneywithfriendspodcast.com. You can also check out our schedule for upcoming recording sessions so you can join us and be a part of the show. As with anything, remember, you shouldn't take advice from any of us or other video or podcasts without first talking to your financial advisor and that the people in this episode are here for your and their entertainment purposes only. I'm Joe's mom's neighbor, Doug, and we'll see you back here next time with another episode of Money with Friends. Money with Friends.